Hello and welcome to the Sexy Scoop. My name is Abby Taken and I'm a sex and relationship coach and mom of two. I'm here to give you the scoop on how to unlock the sexy mother within. Each week I'll be giving you my hot take, getting the mouth perspective from my husband Joey and connecting you to everyday mums and professionals to give you the tools to take up space in your life and make sex fun again. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Sexy Scoop. Today I am here with Rebecca. She is a certified menstrual cycle coach and a level two Reiki practitioner and she is on a mission to solve painful periods, to reconnect menstruators to their cyclical nature and help end cycle shame and taboo across the world. Um, So Rebecca, I would love to hear first of all, what got you into this where did your journey start with you know connecting back into your cycle hello hello yes um so my journey started about 12 months postpartum um when you have a baby your whole relationship with your body changes I feel and I was just really craving I guess that um that reconnection back with my body um and I'd heard about like living cyclically and connecting with your cycle and syncing with your cycle but I didn't really know what it was or what it meant um so I went to a a full day workshop that was being offered it just sort of popped out of thin air as you know most things do when you need them (laughs) divine timing and all that that stuff um but it really just served as I guess an anchor and a huge perspective shift in every aspect of my life really like in especially in motherhood um but even just the appreciation for my own body um and just the remembering of like the wisdom that your body holds um so by reconnecting with myself that then allowed it to flow into every aspect of my life so you know movement nutrition how I felt how productive was I emotions was I sleeping well stress energy like it affects every single thing Mm -hmm. in your life how do you breathe (laughs) so um yeah that's where it all began and then um I got a nudge that I needed to spread this further because the first thing I thought after I'd done that workshop was why am I only just learning this now like I was 29 at the time Mm -hmm. and I just thought this is ridiculous that I've gone through like you know probably 50% of my menstruating life and I have had no idea that this is even happening in my body and how to even I guess optimize my lifestyle and all the aspects of my life to then fit in with what my body was calling me to to do so yeah I felt the deep pull to share it with as many people as possible and then again divine timing stepped in and the same lovely lady, Gemma, who ran the workshop, launched a menstrual cycle coaching certification program. And I jumped into the second round of that and yeah, never looked back. I love it. It sounds pretty much identical to what happened to me, only more sex and relationships than menstruation. But yeah, it's just amazing how these things just like pop up. And I feel like that the reconnection to body is something huge that I speak about. Um, I obviously speak about it on more of like a physical layer. Mm. Um, 
but I can totally see how tracking your cycle, it really does. It connects you, like you said, to like all of these different parts of your life. Yeah. Um, like how, how often do you just like sit and check in with yourself every single day? Not as often as I should. That is for A sure. lot of us just don't even think about how we're feeling. What did we eat? What are we, how are we moving? Like, how do we just, how do we feel? Like that, that one simple question, a lot of us just drift through the day so unaware and then sort of ignoring those, you know, little nudges and little pulls and little, I guess, clues into what's going on. And then all of a sudden it just like hits you. And then you're like, I don't even know why this is happening, but it's because you haven't been checking in with yourself. And so for someone who has no idea about what a menstrual cycle is or what the different parts of the cycle represent do you have like a 101 super quick doesn't have to be super quick I mean (laughs) we have time but do you have like some kind of like easy explanation of like when you're saying like tracking your cycle like does that just mean the days between a period like what you bleed till the day you bleed again or like what does that actually mean Mm, yeah so um your menstrual cycle a lot of I guess the biggest misconception about when I talk about cycles to people is that they think that I'm just talking about your period Mm -hmm. which is like three to seven days um but your menstrual cycle is actually happening every single day and a big part of cycle imbalance is not acknowledging that fact um a lot of people yeah, just don't understand what's going on in their body all the other days of the the month. So essentially when I'm saying cycle tracking, it's day one is the first day of your full bleed. So not spotting full bleed. And so that would be your day one. And then from there, you just, you literally just check in every single day. Um, How am I checking in today? How am I feeling? What's my mood like? How's my energy? It's essentially just collecting information um and I like to think of it as you know not data collection because that seems super masculine but basically like how I explain it to my clients is like zoom out and look at yourself remove the judgment because a lot of my clients will struggle with the tracking because they're like I didn't want to write that down because I I did a really like I didn't do well with that Mm -hmm. aspect today but that's the stuff that's important right so it's it's like you know zoom out take away the judgment, take away the self-judgment and just think of this as, you know, I'm helping my future self to understand myself. So you start at day one and you just, you know, write down what you're feeling called to every single day um, and then until your next bleed. And so, you know, cycles vary in length. Um, A healthy cycle is considered between 21 and 35 days. Um, and it would be, you know, considered healthy if it was like regularly, a regular number that was occurring. Um, however, if you don't have a cycle within that range, you can still track. Um, and there are other ways around, you know, if you don't have a bleed, things like that as well. But basically all it is is just checking in with yourself daily so that you have the information stored down, ready to look at if an imbalance does appear. That's essentially the purpose behind it. The other, I guess, side benefit of it is 
you start being really compassionate with yourself and you start, once you sort of start understanding what each day of your cycle might entail or might mean um, for all those aspects that I said before. So, you know, movement, food, um, mood and mindset, productivity, all those kind of things. You can be really compassionate and understanding because you're like, oh, hey, I'm actually on this day of my cycle and that kind of does make sense. And so are there different ways like that you typically would feel on a different day of your cycle? Like I have somewhat limited knowledge of the menstrual cycle. I've kind of read some stuff. I have yeah. not really enacted enough of it into my life as much as I would. I try to run my business from a slick, cyclical perspective where I try not to have clients or like big things like you know, podcast recordings, interviews, things like that, the week of my bleed. Um, I'm not always great at that. But um, are there like typical ways that you should feel at different parts of your cycle or is that just like so individual to every person? I think the word should is very strong um, and I try to steer away from it as much as I can only because it's, there are common, there are commonalities amongst menstruators like cycles and what the hormones can affect and how they can affect you mm-hmm. um but I guess my foundation for living cyclically is one how am I checking in with my body because that's where I live two what day of my cycle am I on and is that impacting how I'm feeling and then as a third extra layer what's happening externally from me did something huge just happen in my life? Um, even something like the moon, like is it a full moon or is it a new moon that, that affects energy? Um, you know, did I just get a new job? Did I, you know, there's so many things that I just have a fight with my best friend. There's so many things that can affect how am I checking in with myself? Um, so I think, yeah, saying I should feel this way is super dangerous because it can then start that whole, you know, cycle of, you know, self, bad self-talk. Oh yeah. Um, so, but I will say the best, the best way to recognize, I guess, the commonalities and, you know, how your hormones can affect you throughout your cycle is to break it up into phases. So essentially there's four phases of the menstrual cycle um, and their lengths will vary for everyone as our periods vary for everyone. And Therefore, our length of our entire cycle varies for everyone. So the first, the first phase is called menstruation. So that's your bleed. And that is typically like three to seven days. This is all like relative to a healthy cycle. Um, so yeah, that would last for three to seven days. How I like to make it easy to remember is I like to break these phases into inner seasons because they're actually super reflective of the outer seasons Mm -hmm. Um, and so I find it's a really simple way to just remember where you're at and how you might be feeling so menstruation three to seven days is um, in a winter and so all you would do with that information is just think about like what do you crave in winter like you crave warmth right yeah. And that's exactly the same thing that your body needs during your inner winter is warmth. Um, similar for like 
the next phase, which is inner spring. So that's your follicular phase. That's generally seven to 10 days and that's your body preparing for ovulation. And then you think about spring in, you know, the outer world and it's like off coming out of the darkness of winter and the coldness of winter. And you start to feel like a bit more sun on your skin and things like that. You start to like your mood starts to lift. And, um, it's, it's, you start to get a bit more social, you know, it's, um, mirrors exactly what's happening in your body at that time. And then the next phase is summer, which is um, three to four days. It's your ovulation. And that is like the peak, you know, you're feeling the best, the best. This you're feeling is like, like sexy and confident. You want to go out and be in the community. And that's exactly what you'd feel like in summer, right? Yeah. You want this smoothies, is... raw food. <laughs> I always know when I'm ovulating. I yeah. mean, I have an app, but I always know because I'm like, my appetite mm. for intimate time is like mm. insatiable for like yeah. three days. <laughs> yeah, totally. Increase in libido. It's like, it's yeah. Part of, part of your inner summer. So yeah, it's, um, it's a really cool way to like reflect on it is just to think of the seasons. Cause then, yeah, then you go into your sort of autumn phase. That's, that's your luteal phase and it's the longest phase that you'll go through. So that's 10 to 14 days generally. Um, and that is basically a huge transition from like your high, you know, feeling amazing back into your body, into your inner winter, getting prepared to bleed um, and coming back inward, sort of starting to pull mm -hmm. away from the social events, wanting to spend more time alone and reflecting. Um, you know, you might start craving more warm, warm foods and things like that. Similar, yeah, similar to how you would feel in, in out of out of autumn, like in the, you know, the mm. season of autumn. So that is the season that most people do struggle with. Um, and there's a reason for it. And it's because there's actually two fairly large transitions during, during autumn. So you've got the first big um, drop of hormones after your ovulation and it's kind of like, you know, you're feeling, you've got all oh, your feel good hormones peaking to release your egg. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you've just come off, you know, a huge drop. Mm -hmm. But then progesterone starts increasing, which is the prevalent hormone in your autumn phase. And that's got some really great anti-anxiety, antidepressant, and um, it encourages like sleep and rest. So that kind of kicks in to make, be like, hey, you're going to be all right. It's all going to be okay. And you start feeling okay again. And then that drops off once it realizes you don't, it doesn't need to continue because there's no, if, the, if you're not pregnant, it will drop off. Mm. Sorry. If you are pregnant, it will stay around for a bit longer. But essentially, if we're talking about, you know, like a non-pregnant cycle, then that would drop off. And then you kind of have that next dull void and you're like, oh. And you're just kind of waiting for winter. So there's a, if you understand, you know, what's happening and how to support yourself in that phase, it, it really does make those transitions a lot smoother. And I know personally, it used to be my most feared phase. I used to hate the week, couple of weeks, whatever it was before I bled, because I was just uncomfortable and moody. Mm -hmm. And this is a lot of where a lot of PMS signs will appear. Um, 
but it's actually my favorite season now. So um, there's something to be said for like understanding the phases and treating every day as if your cycle's there because it is. Mm, yeah, a hundred percent. What you've just said has really resonated with me because mm. I find that my bleed is almost like a release. It's like, mm. oh, like thank God this is happening now because the week. Oh, not even a whole week, but just like the couple of days before I am exhausted. Mm. I am like a shell of a human and I just want to sleep um, yeah. and I don't make decisions. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at like voicing that to my husband. Sometimes like he does get a bit like, come on now. But a lot of the time I'm like, I'm just about to get my period. Like I can't make a decision. I don't want to do that social thing. Like leave me alone mm. um but yeah so that makes sense to me now because of the hormones yeah. right like yeah, totally there's a reason for why you're feeling that way and I think the cool thing with like cycle tracking is that you're thinking about it more so you know that's what I went like back to what I said earlier that you start having that natural compassion for yourself because you're like oh yeah that totally makes sense because look what day I'm on mm. And so when you first started becoming like more aware of your cycle and you started tracking it and noticing like what you actually needed in different parts mm. and what you then like, cause you know, you said you had a 12 month old when you really started digging into this and like, yeah. that's not a, it's not a great place to start like asserting yourself and like, like I mean, it is, it is yeah. great because like, you know, that's like, yeah, motherhood is just the whole transition itself. Yeah. But, you know, like you've got a baby that's like depend, pretty dependent, like you've got your partner, you're all still trying to like fit into family life again. Like how did you find that shift of like going from not really being aware of all these things to like honouring your cycle? Like did it, how did it affect on your family and your partner? I think... I mean, it was a slow burn, but as with anything that's a new habit, right? Like the main thing I stuck with at the very, very start was just like, if I do nothing else for my cycle today, it's all I'm going to do is track my cycle. Like if I do nothing else to honor it, cycle tracking is the bare minimum. And I have probably missed maybe like three or four days since then, which oh was goodness. what, two years ago. Um, and you know, usually it's like a couple of days later, I'll be like, I did track my cycle and just quickly write, you know, back into it. Like think about what was happening and write back. But it was just, it just was a non-negotiable. Um, it literally takes two minutes. It can take, it can take as long as you, you can make it a beautiful ritual and spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes doing it. You can literally just be like, oh, my cycle tracker, shit. And just like see it, you know, next to your bed just before you're about to go to sleep but you still have that two minutes time to check in with yourself. And what I started noticing after, you know, this started becoming a non-negotiable habit was that I was subconsciously like checking in with myself during the day, even when my cycle tracker wasn't in front of me. And that was where the powerful like shifts started happening. It was like, oh yeah, I'm on this cycle day. So what could I do in this moment to improve how I'm feeling or you know, am I eating optimally for this time of my cycle? Because I might think I'm craving this, but actually my body's like, no, I don't want that. I want warmth or, you know, like, so it's that subconscious habit that 
just snuck in. And this is why I'm such a big advocate for cycle tracking because it really is the foundation for living cyclically. Like if you do nothing else except cycle track, it'll have so many, um, you know, subconscious effects on your life. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing thing to check in on ourselves anyway. And so I love the accountability. I feel the same way Mm. about little things. If I like, no, I have to be accountable to even to something on my own, but like, you know, I'm really bad at journaling. So I bought myself a Mm. really pretty journal and I've done it. I I mean, we're only 10 days into the year when we're recording this, but Mm. I've done it every single day because I don't want to have a blank space in there. Like when I look back on my year, I want to have every single day like done, even if it's just a sentence. So I love that it's like, it gave you that accountability, even if it was literally just like, I felt sad today. Like Mm. it's still there, it's still done. And that's the thing with when you're creating new habits and new lifestyle shifts, it's a lot of people... And, and myself included in the past, you know, will be like, okay, I'm going to change my entire life and it's going to be yes. amazing. And I'm going to do this in this aspect and this in this aspect and this in this aspect. And then you're like, you do it for two days and then you're like, I feel burnt out and sad. Yes. And it's because you're like, you know, it's not the slow burn with the long-term results. It's like, you're trying to do everything at once and your nervous system just goes, nope, I don't know how to handle this. Um, so I think that was also the, you know, the power behind having one thing that was non-negotiable. If something else happened in, in that day, then great. But just having that one non-negotiable really did, um, I guess, trickle through into all the different aspects of my life. Um, and I guess the other point to that is to your original question, I had, um, a girl, so my daughter and the, I guess the big thing for me of like living like this is I don't want my daughter to be 29 when she learns about her menstrual cycle like I was. Yes. I want her, I want it to feel as natural as brushing her teeth, you know? Yeah. So if I can implement this in my life, in my house now, then when she gets her period, she's like, it's not, it's going to be celebrated and it's going to be, she's going to be so educated and, you know, it's just going to seem like another thing like it's not going to be taboo it's not going to be hidden and yeah I just think that's so powerful is you know implementing shifts in your own home because kids really do learn by watching what you do oh 100% I feel exactly the same way and like my kid we are very open in our house Mm. um I don't think that's going to come to a shock to most people (laughs) listening to this but you know my kids know all about sex they know what it is and what happens they know how babies are made yeah they know all about bleeding and all the different like why it happens and when it happens and yeah. all of the different tools you can use to catch the blood like and I've got I've got a seven-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter yeah so again it's really important to me for her and, and for him as well and for because, him. Yeah, yeah, totally. because I don't want him to like you know see that girl stand up on the bus with blood on her skirt and be like "Ooh, that's disgusting I want <laughs> him to be the kid that's like here have a pad out of my sister's bag you know like yeah. or wrap your jumper around my waist exactly and like taboo and shame doesn't just come from menstruators it comes from everybody else as well so I think you know by us educating ourselves and then having that trickle to the next generation and like what you're saying boys and girls it's not weird and it's not disgusting and it's not like it's celebrated like it was once upon a time in history 100%. 
Yeah. And it's also been a big learning curve for my husband because mm. he, yeah, totally. like, he's got a sister and yeah. he has a mother. Um, but it was very much like behind closed doors mm. in his house. And same with my house as well. Um, yeah. It was kind of like just something that happened and like, here's a pad or a tampon and like, yeah, like the off comment thing. about, oh, she's on a period or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, really and detrimental and, comments about, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, that was it. And like, um, Joey would be like uncomfortable at first with the kids, like being in the toilet with me. If I was like, had like blood on my undies or I had a pad where you could like see it or, yeah. you know, I would use period undies. So I rinse them out in the shower um, yeah. and then like take them out later. To, and so maybe they're in the shower while the kids are in the shower. And that was like a really big, like ick for him at first. Mm. And it just took time for me to be like, this is a normal thing that my body does. Yeah. If my body didn't do this, then we wouldn't have the two children that we have. Exactly. And I also don't want you like making comments around the kids about it because I want them growing up in a place and in a way that's like, this Empowered. is just a, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, going down this path, because I actually did have a question about this, like, and it's okay if you don't have an answer because I know your daughter's only young, but like, do you have any ideas or any things that you want to do like when she starts bleeding yeah so there's a few things that um I mean as you said she's young but there's always you know I'm always thinking about things like this um so there's a few things that are rituals that I've heard of that are pretty cool and you know she's only three so there's probably going to be more things that pop up between now and then that Mm. people think of or you know that kind of thing but one really cool thing is like a period box or a menarche box because menarche is, you know, your first period. So it's got, you know, all the things you need in it, all the special, you know, keepsakes and things like that. Um, so I think that's a really cool idea. And the idea of, you know, having a ceremony to celebrate I love menarche, that. like you're celebrated into womanhood. You're not like throwing a pad and being like, this is how you use it. Bye. <laughs> yeah it's like you're celebrating it's like this is exciting this is amazing and if just those kind of things can really change you know our perspective like if you think about your birthday it's always celebrated right every Mm. single year you celebrate it not very many people don't like their birthday under the age of like you know maybe 30. (laughs) I love my birthday but you know depending on your you know views of age and all that yes most people's birthdays were celebrated Mm-hmm. and it's like such a powerful thing to like put celebration and your period together so that's definitely something I would love to explore with her and then um the other cool thing one of the like little rituals that my teacher taught me was that when you're bleeding to have a red towel and so that you do this before you can do this before they get you know your daughter gets a period Mm -hmm. but you start using a red towel when you're bleeding and that's a signal for your family to know okay it's mom's day one or you know she's bleeding and then when she comes of age you put like a red towel in her menarche box right Mm -hmm. so then it's like it doesn't have to be like hey everyone I'm on my period day one it's just like a subtle little thing to be like this is where I'm at yeah, I and it love just communicates that. with the rest of the family. It's like this is what's happening. Um, so yeah, there's like a few little things like that that um, I'm definitely excited to explore with her. 
Um, but there's so many things you can do and so many rituals you can build into like your life that then you can invite your daughter in to do with you as well. Mm. So yeah, there's you could talk about it for hours, really. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's a whole so other podcast. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Rituals for every phase. It's yeah, there's there's lists. Mm. Yeah, I love the red towel because that was something that mm. like when I was younger was really awkward for me because I'd kind of like I'd want my mom to know, but I also like absolutely cringed at the thought of having to say anything. Mm. And so I'd kind of be like. I'd like invited in and like, you know, I've run out of pads. Do you reckon? Mm, I need one like in 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, so I love that like symbolism. I've heard of people as well, um, like women having like different colored jewelry. If they wear like, so say they Mm. wear earrings a lot, having like a red pair of earrings to kind of like, or like a scarf or something like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I love that towel idea. I'm going to get myself a red towel. Yeah. And like honoring red is one of like the biggest, I guess, symbolic rituals you can do for when you're bleeding. Um, even things like just like using a red pen on your cycle tracker for mm-hmm. your bleed. Like you're honoring that red, wearing red on your clothes, um, the jewelry, like what you said. But yeah, that's definitely um, something that I try to implement into my into my bleed just to really like honor it and to to try to change the narrative of like blood's disgusting or red's red means yucky you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that's something like I said it's definitely something that's huge in our house and like yeah I think as well like I surround myself with people who feel the same way but at the end of the day a lot of society doesn't agree with us you know yeah. like they don't think the same way that we do and so my other thought with it is like if I can just impact my kids enough and give them enough information and confidence mm. that then they can speak up to their friends about these kind of things you know if one of my daughter's friends comes to her and says like I got my period and like I'm so ashamed I don't know what to do that like my daughter can be like mate like that's amazing like mm. congratulations like you're exactly. a woman you know like yeah. how amazing is your body for doing that um and it's just like it's things like that as well that like fuel me um to be be so open in dialogue around all these things with my kids so that then in turn whether they want to or not my kids become educators of other kids opening their minds to oh why you are why are you ashamed of that that's that's odd yeah slip the narrative right yeah a hundred percent um And so another thing that I wanted to ask you about, so you said before about like um, hormonal imbalances, like so Mm. when you track your cycle and you have things like PMS or mood swings or like pain even sometimes. Um, So if you're like, and I know this is very, there's lots and lots of variances and lots mm. of nuance to this question. So I'm not yeah. talking about people who have like medical conditions um, or anything like that, but just like if you have kind of, I guess, like a standard, I hate using that word too, but if you have kind of like a standard cycle, right, yeah. and you're tracking then and you're honoring your cycle at every step, then things like mood swings and period pain, like, you wouldn't experience them anymore. Is that right? The way, so the way I like to describe what you're talking about, so period pain, uh, mood swings, acne, all those kind of things, um, 
even things like spotting or, you know, irregular periods or that anything like that, basically, that anything that doesn't belong because the thing, I think the first point is the thing that we get told is that these things are normal. Mm-hmm. It's like just part of your cycle, right? You get, I know in my own experience, I've been, you know, to the doctor and been like, hey, I've got really like painful periods every month and they're really heavy. And they're like, just take this pill. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And so I did. And then it was like, oh, now I feel really depressed all the time. And I was like, oh, maybe it's the pill. So then I came off the pill. <laughs> Turns out now there's like been studies done that is very much linked with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's just my experience. Um, but, you know, what the pill actually does is, and we're kind of going on a tangent here, I'm sorry, but what the pill actually does is suppress all, <laughs> all of your body's natural hormones um, and then it replaces it with synthetic. So essentially what you're doing is sticking a big, big Band-Aid over your cycle imbalances and being like, they're not there anymore, but they actually are. You're just hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to what I was saying, what I like to refer to them as is cycle signs, because I believe they are signs from your body that it doesn't feel balanced or that something isn't right. Um, so yeah, I call them cycle signs. Essentially, we, it's as you said, it's hard it's to know. So, I know this is it's really very, hard. It's so specific for everyone. Like, you know, not everyone gets period pain, but you know, you might get like mood swings. Mm. There's so many different variances, but essentially as an umbrella, I guess, concept, if you're trying to live in a world that's built for the male hormones, which mm-hmm. is on a daily rhythm rather than a 28-day rhythm, you're essentially telling your body you have to show up the same way every day, right? Um, and your body isn't designed to do that. Your body is designed to reset every 28 days, not every 24 hours. So what you're doing is causing resistance and your body's like, hey, I don't like that. And so that's how cycle signs will start to appear. They might be, you know, really subtle at first and you might just be like, oh, that's kind of a shitty pimple or that's an annoying like niggle in my belly but Mm -hmm. you know chances are if you ignore them they're going to get louder and louder and louder Mm -hmm. um so generally what I find in my clients is it's one of three things that cause the cycle signs to be reoccurring or to reappear and number one what I just said you're acting like you have male hormones because you don't even though you probably didn't know the difference until maybe today but you know you've probably never been taught the difference um so it's not your fault (laughs) that's an important point you don't know what you don't know but now you know you can fix it (laughs) um number two you're acknowledging your period so a bit like what we talked about at the start you're acknowledging that I have a I have a bleed and during this time I need to honor my period but you're not actually doing anything else for the entire rest of your cycle you're not like honoring your whole cycle as a you know entity it's just like you're you're literally just honoring this tiny part of it that's actually not the main event of your cycle yeah ovulation is actually the main event so um that's the uh, that's the second reason third reason is is that exactly what I just said that you're ignoring the messages so you're just like eh, it's normal whatever and 
you just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then, yeah, maybe you go on the pill, maybe you get some, you know, painkillers. There's so many different, like, Band-Aid solutions that are thrown around it um, to you. Maybe you get told it's normal, just put up with it. Um, but it's not normal. And um, I guess saying that tracking your cycle and starting to implement lifestyle tweaks. I'm a big believer that lifestyle shifts can solve almost anything Mm -hmm. in a preventative way. Um, But I mean, as I said, it's broad and it's hard to. (laughs) Yeah, it is hard. And it's hard to give generalized advice on something that's so individual for each person. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Um, It's just like I've seen like not necessarily like you, but, Mm. you know, other people in the world of like talking about menstruation and cycles be like, you shouldn't, this this isn't normally like you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't have this and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And so I was just like wanting your take on it, which I think you've explained it exceptionally well. Um, (laughs) And so if... So generally you, your clients come to you because they're experiencing issues within mm. their bleed. Not or they right? just want to know more about their cycle. Yeah. yeah. It's usually one of those two reasons. Either they're like, oh, I just have these cycle imbalances I can't shake. Um, or I just really want to know as much as I can about my cycle. I'm like, I just want all the knowledge so I can start living cyclically. Yeah, perfect. And then you help them. So they track. Yes, what is non-negotiable. It, what is so when you track, say, if you want to work with me. So when you say track, like, what, what are the things that you, so you get them, track their emotions, sleep? Yeah. So I actually have a free PDF, which I'm going to share with the link for you to put in the show notes. But Perfect. essentially when you track, it's, it's really individualized as, I guess, yeah. as everything Oh, is. well. But generally, yeah, we're all different. Um, Generally, as a rule, I basically would just tell my clients, like, track whatever's out of the ordinary for you. So, like, I don't want a food diary. I don't want you to write, like, for the, you know, for the nutrition category. I don't want you to write, like, every single thing you ate today. I just want you to be like, oh, I went and got a pizza today because, I don't know, I felt like carbs. But I don't usually eat pizza. Or so, you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? The things that are like out of the ordinary because. Yeah. like I ate a tub of ice cream. Yeah, like you know what you do most of the time. You know what's yeah. like a normal lifestyle habit for you. But it's like writing those, yeah, like things that I, uh, I guess are noteworthy. Yeah, I love that that's because a good way to say it. I yeah. feel like that takes a lot of the overwhelm because even me, mm. like, like I said, like, it's my cycle is something that I want to get more in tune with. Um, but thinking about like tracking and like all the kind of things that you were saying, like all the things and because all the categories, I'm a like recovering perfectionist as well. And so I'm like, so it feels really good to me that you're like, just things that are out of the ordinary. So like, for example, Mm. you know, my daughter didn't sleep very well, so I didn't sleep very well. So normally I have eight hours sleep, but this night I only had five. Exactly. So then, then you just write five hours worthy. sleep or you could just write like restless sleep or you could just write woke up tired. Like there's so many different like ways you can write it. But the important thing is 
essentially you want to be able to look back on that day, that snapshot. Um, because when you, I don't know if you've seen my cycle tracker, but when you see the cycle tracker, you're going to be like, how the hell am I going to fit all of that information in this tiny, tiny space? Okay. Well, that also makes me feel better because but the, if it's a tiny yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> but the point isn't to make, isn't, as I said, to write a novel. The point, and if you like, be my guest, like if you want to, this is something I actually tell some of my clients. If you want to like pull out your journal and write down something from all those categories, that's amazing. That's great. But then what I want you to do is be like, what's the really important parts and put that on your cycle tracker. And um, the reason is that you want to be able to look back on that day in any time in the future and be like, oh yeah, I can kind of remember the vibe of that day. Mm -hmm. I can, I can feel what was going on for me that day. Um, I can see where maybe something was out of place that day. Um, And the reason is because it does take about three to four months for from what you're doing now for that to affect your cycle. That's because of the lifespan of the egg. So yeah, like when I say even things like energy, it's like if you really want, you can just do like a sliding scale one to 10. Or you can just like never write down your energy unless you feel really shitty or really amazing. You just have standard energy, don't write it. And so with all of the tracking, they bring that back to you. And are you just Mm. looking for like common themes that occur at the same time over different months yeah so I mean tracking is just a tool um and as I said it's like one of the best ways to implement start implementing cyclical habits and cyclical living and cyclical understanding and awareness so that's the reason it's a non-negotiable for me as the coach to like look at a tracker I, I can sort of see what doesn't belong in what phase of the cycle Uh, what might be a better way to shift for example like I had a client that was like I love doing yoga I love doing like a HIIT workout and I really love doing um, weights but she was doing them all in the wrong phases and so she didn't feel good when she was doing them Mm -hmm. so I was like how about you just try doing yoga here try doing your you know HIIT in this part and do your weights increase the weight and do like long like less reps here do less weight and more reps here and and she sort of shifted she still did everything that she wanted to do but she just shifted when she did it and yeah her the results I had with this that particular client were really incredible she started having reduced cycle signs after like the first cycle together which is amazing because it's not something I would ever think about you know like I don't normally exercise when I bleed. That's a personal preference for me because it doesn't feel yeah. good with, to my body. Yeah. But other than that, I wouldn't even think about the other, like, and, and you did touch on this with me saying, mm. but like I honor my bleed and then throw the rest of the cycle out the window because I definitely Yeah, totally. And it's just about like not knowing. And um, yeah, I mean, if you can optimize your energy and your productivity and and kind of, you know, pre-plan for how you're going to feel at that time, it just changes everything. Mm. It's amazing. I'm like oh. so inspired and slightly overwhelmed, but that's okay. It's okay. This is <laughs> what you're here for. This yeah, is what you're right. here for. That's right. Um, and so just to kind of wrap it up, mm. How can people, I'll have your details in the show notes. So if anyone's wanting to connect with Rebecca, I'll have website and Instagram 
Um, I'll also have the link to download the tracker that you mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, but what are you, how can people work with you at the moment? What have you got going on? So at the moment I'm seeing one-on-one coaching clients only. Um, this is just a personal choice. Um, I feel like one-on-one coaching is at the moment, the best option for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've currently at the time of recording this got one more spot left at the current pricing and then the prices are going up. Um, and I, yeah, only see a couple of clients each month. So spots do go fairly quickly. Um, but reach out on Instagram if you want any uh, further information about that or my website. Um, and then in the works for this year, we have um, a online program coming. Okay. So working on that behind the scenes, I'm envisioning it to look somewhat self-paced modules, but with group coaching chucked in there too, with the option to upgrade to one-on-one coaching if you prefer. Yeah, nice. So that's kind of the general vibe, but I'm, it's still a work in progress. So don't hold me to that. I feel you. I'll probably Um, change my mind. (laughs) And so working one-on-one with you, I, this is kind of also me just wrapping my head around how you Mm. work um, Mm. as well as that. So I'm sure if I'm curious, other people will be too. Yeah, totally. So you said like, it takes about three to four months to kind of be able to have a good scope of the tracking Mm. to know Mm what to kind of implement. So how long, like what's kind of the time frame of work with you? Yeah. So my minimum time to work together is for three months for that exact reason. Yeah. Um, I don't see people for one off sessions just because it's just not, it's not, um, I guess, achievable. And it seems, yeah, it just doesn't seem productive for either yeah. of us essentially to see each other for one session because Yes, I can give you a heap of information, but it's you're probably not going to implement it if you don't have the accountability and you really need to stick with it for a good three to four months to really start to see like the long-term shifts and the big shifts. So yeah, minimum package is three months. After that, if um, you know, my if if you want to extend it fine but if you kind of are like okay I'm feeling really good and then a couple of months later you're like oh shit I really just need like a one-off session then happy to do it then yeah because we've kind of covered every single aspect of your cycle you kind of know all of the information I would give you and it's just purely like an accountability coaching like reminding you of you know you get told information you don't always retain Mm. everything you know so one-off sessions after that is a-okay Perfect. But yeah, at the moment, minimum three months. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I have learned so much um, and I've really enjoyed chatting with you, especially around that, like, you know, getting this information out to the masses, Mm. changing our children's lives. Um, Yes. So passionate about that. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Do not, uh, 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 do not,